What is going on, everybody? Andrew back with another episode of the Buy Back Your Life show. Today, we're talking about networking and why networking is such a powerful tool that lets you level up as a human being. Uh, it truly is something to marvel at. And those who do it well reap the benefits continually. It is not something that I am great at doing. It's taking me a lot of time to learn how to kind of get into a room that I'm uncomfortable in and kind of make my way around and just kind of be comfortable in that setting and actually use it as an advantage. I've got a couple of friends who are great at this and they just seem so natural and they just, they can talk to anybody. They can strike up a conversation with the postman or like a high level executive. It doesn't matter to them. They're just really good at it being comfortable. And this is something, like I said, I struggle at greatly. So I'm going to hopefully kind of give you guys my kind of tips throughout this episode and just kind of give you guys an idea of why I think this is so important and how it's actually impacted me in, in, a, in a great positive way and the benefits that I'm seeing for. So it is important. I just, I'm an, I'm a big introvert. I would much rather go back or stay in kind of my shell. And it takes a lot of effort for me to go into a new room. And maybe you can relate to this uh, yourself. It, like, it's scary to me. I get nervous, even if I'm going somewhere where I know a lot of people. And if there's a bunch of people that I don't know there, I get kind of nervous and kind of get the sweaty palms and just kind of replaying things in my head. Whereas if you have other people kind of walk in end room, they can just, they can just work the room and it, it seems so natural and easy to them. So I'm, I'm trying to learn how to do it better. And I, I believe it's important for a number of reasons, which we're going to get to in a second. But yeah, I just want to kind of give you the idea that I'm the type of guy who'd rather go and just kind of live alone in the woods and just do my own thing and have no one bother me. That's my, like my solitude is, is been my, is my preferred time. Like I have no problem putting headphones on and just kind of being by myself or just being by myself, like in nature, walking around at the gym, shooting basketball by myself. I have no problem doing any of that with my own thoughts. That's all good to me. I, I struggle and it, it's, it's a very big challenge for me going into a room and trying to kind of get up the courage to ask somebody and make a new kind of friend or make a relationship and work on it. So here's why I think it's important though, because it's uh it for number one, it just, if you can build up a network of people, where you're kind of giving yourself and putting yourself out there and not expecting anything in return and being authentic about who you are and what you believe in. If you do that and you respond and you kind of connect with people, they're connecting with you and not some kind of fake built up version of you. It's connecting with you as a person so that you don't have to worry about putting on a front for people. You don't have to worry about acting like a certain way. They're just getting the real you. So whenever you go into a kind of the situation where you, there is networking available, I just say, be you. If they like you, great. If they don't like you, it wasn't meant to be. And I've had a couple of people that I've kind of embarrassed myself in front of, like just to, in their eyes, not to my eyes. I was just being myself talking about things that I find interesting and they just, it didn't resonate with them. We have different kinds of belief systems and that's going to happen. And you have to kind of get past that. Try not to worry about it because you're going to end up introducing yourself and connecting with people that actually do share your beliefs and have different kind of similar, but different viewpoints as you, and you guys are going to connect and hit it off and build relationships that way. But if you just kind of get in that situation and you, you do kind of put yourself out there, always make sure you, you be authentic to you and what you stand for and what you believe. And I think that's number one, don't try to be something that you're not. People can see through that as well. Um, and when you do put yourself out there and kind of respond to people, the more you kind of give without wanting to receive, the stronger the relationship is going to be and you're just going to kind of explode your network because you'll have that reputation within like this guy will do this guy or girl will do anything for you. Uh, they're always ready to kind of help out a friend and those kind of things get remembered in, in business and in life. And if you have kind of a strong network of that people that you can rely on, they can rely on you. It goes both ways and it just goes to strengthen. If you have a problem, instead of having just yourself and like YouTube to figure it out, now you have a Rolodex of people that you can potentially ask and say, Hey, 
we did this thing together. I may not remember, but hey, I have a problem. Can you help me out? And if, if, you, if you did provide value in some way to them and be authentic, they might say, hey, yeah, no problem. Like, we'll help you out. No, that's, that's, it's all good. And just your, your circle of influence and problem solving goes from being you. If you have 10 people in your, in your circle and like you're, you yourself can solve 10 problems. Some of you guys might've heard me talk about this, but if you can solve 10 problems and everybody else in your circle can solve 10 problems, well, if you have 10 people in your circle that you build and trust now, your 10 answers gets magnified by the scale of 10 and you're up to hundred answers or 110 answers if you want to include yourself. So you're just magnum maximizing your circle of influence and your potential for problem solving. And that just goes hand in hand with growing a good network of people that actually value your opinion and you provide value to them. And it just, it just, it snowballs from there. So that's one of the biggest things that I've seen that has been no bigger value to me than in real estate. When you're looking at, and you have a property as a property manager, there's always something that can go wrong. And you don't want to have to have the idea of like scrambling for somebody at the middle of the middle of the night, try to fix something. Like when, when I was on a trip with Sarah, one time we were in blue mountain, we wanted to go away and we just kind of bunkered down just the two of us and the dogs for a weekend. We were watching movies, eating crappy food and just having a time. We got a couple of calls and our furnaces both broke uh, within like two days at one of our rentals. And then at the other rental. So we had two furnaces to fix in a matter of 48 hours and we were gone for the weekend. So if I didn't have kind of a, a Rolodex of kind of a couple people that I could find and know that they were going to get there and after hours go and show up and deliver on those, those kind of repairs, it could have been a pretty nasty scenario for the tenants. And it could have been nasty for us because we're, we're the ones that have to provide heating to the units. And luckily we were able to make a couple phone calls and we have our kind of our contacts here in St. Catharines that were able to go to both properties assess the situation, kind of make kind of makeshift repairs to get them through the night and then go back the next day and kind of get things moving on getting the units replaced and get new furnaces in there. So that to me is, is super powerful. And that's something that I want to kind of just keep harping to you guys. Like, Hey, if you have 10 people to kind of solve a problem, you, you have, you have more, more anti-risk built in it. That's a weird way to say, it, but you have more buffer for mistakes built in because you have more places to go for answers. It's kind of like if you had, uh, Wikipedia open, you can only go to two pages to figure out your answers. But if you have the entire browser of Wikipedia and all the pages, there's like 400 million pages or whatever it is, you've got so much more access to answers and data, your, your, your chances of solving the problem become that much greater. And you just, you save time, you save money, you save resources, and you build a relationship with that person by continuing to go back to them and, and use them in, in kind of the trades uh, situation. So that one for me is a big one. I'll also say that when you network and you force yourself to network, as long as you're doing it in groups of people that are better than you and better can, is a subjective kind of term. It's, it's, they have things that you want to achieve. They're kind of further ahead along the path and use how I'll kind of put it. If you're kind of hanging out all the time with people that you're doing things that they aren't doing, and they're kind of looking up to you, you need to start exposing yourself to people that are doing things that you want to be doing, hitting marks that you want to do, even superficially having things that you want to have in life and just, Spend your time around them because what happens is it's going to rub off. And you may have heard that before. Like if you want to become the next fit person, hang out with four fit people and you'll be number five. If you want to become the next rich person, find four rich people, hang out with them, you'll be number five, right? And that's the, that's truly how it works. And if it, it only works though if you actually go and put yourself out there and make the effort to interact with these people and learn from them and build that rapport with them. And I've, I've never, I'm yet to meet someone in investment circles, I've had people say they're too busy to kind of listen to what I have to say or answer questions. But if you're going to be willing to exchange some value to them, I've yet to meet someone who's doing better than I am 
that has said, no, I don't have time for you. They're always like, yes, what can I help you with? They understand the journey that you're on and that it takes a lot of effort and time to get there and to put all this effort and time in your own kind of passions and life and pursuits. It's not easy. And like, if ever, if it was easy, everybody would do it. That's why you see so many people who kind of get complacent in life and I'm not knocking them. It's just the way that they choose to live. But if you want more, it takes a lot of effort and momentum to build that life for yourself. And people who are ahead of you in the game, they understand that. And they, they're more than willing to kind of help you and help you guide you and learn and learn along the way with you and teach you things that they knew to give you, give you the ideas and not have to make the mistakes that they went through. So if you have the opportunity to network with people that are above you, sometimes you have to pay for this in terms of like kind of a membership fee. Sometimes you join a golf club. There's lots of different ways to find people that are doing what you want to do, but find them, number one, spend more time around them. And then that will eventually, you will start to see yourself kind of mirror through your success around them and do the things that they do. And you will truly have more success in your life, in my opinion. And this has worked for me. Uh, if you kind of just do that and force yourself to level up, it's just, it's about being around people who are better than you. And it's, it's no different than in sports. When I was growing up, I went from being the kind of the king of the hill in basketball or one of them better players in the city in high school. And when I went to Brock university, I was on the bench my entire first year. I played like 10 seconds my entire first year and just, couldn't, couldn't get on the floor. I wasn't good enough. I was the young guy. I was 19 years old going against 24 year old dudes who had bigger bodies. I was in there at skinny, a skinny 220. The guys I'm playing at are 6'10, 260. I had no chance. You know, that's just the reality of it. But I built my skills up. I hung around them. I practiced with them and got my ass kicked for a year. And then in year two, I played a little bit more. We still had guys on the team that were better than me. So I learned from them and got better with working with them and got better physically and got stronger and bigger and just. A little bit faster, although it's not I'm not a fast guy. It's not my thing. I'm not built for speed. I'm built for just kind of bruising around in the post, shoot a couple threes. If you like the Raptors, you like basketball, you understand what I'm saying. I'm an inside outside Chris Boucher type guy. So when you do this and you kind of put in those reps around people that are better than you, you will force yourself to level up. And it is just amazing what you can achieve if you kind of break through and just get get by being uncomfortable and get by kind of the, the shock, the shock factor and the off factor sometimes can come into play too. If you think these people are that far ahead of you, it can be kind of intimidating to talk to you, but a lot of them are very, very nice, very uh, down to earth people who just want the best for themselves and for people to be successful around them. There's so much, so much uh, shared knowledge and resources. It's, it's crazy how, how just kind of insightful and giving people are who've already kind of forged the path and are ready kind of to give back and share. So if you can find those people, surround yourself with them, and it will teach you and force you to grow. And so the third thing I want to kind of share and what kind of advantages I see just in networking is that if you network with the right people, you're going to get to do some really cool shit in life. And you're going to get to do a lot of shit that you wouldn't have had the access or capability of doing because you didn't meet the right people and you weren't asking the right questions. You weren't thinking about things the right way. When you, when you network and you grow your influence through using other people's kind of experiences and, and tribulations, you kind of open yourself up to different ideas that you maybe never even thought were possible. The old saying is like, you don't even know what you don't know. So once you have an idea in your mind, you might think you can only attack it two ways. When someone with a little bit more experience can teach you to attack it a third way, that is actually more meaningful to you, uh, more cost-effective to you, gives you more pleasure in how you're doing it. And then you just get to do better, funner, more cooler shit in life. So that's kind of the biggest thing. And like, to me, when I started kind of networking and I decided to pay for a membership into a real estate investment group, the biggest benefit for me is that we get to meet quarterly 
and all the dinners are kind of paid for with our membership. So we get to meet up, we get to go drink a couple drinks, have some awesome food, talk about topics like the economy, uh, real estate markets, the stock market, uh, Bitcoin and, and different kind of cryptocurrencies, uh, like world economics, all this stuff that I really enjoy, but I've never kind of dug into or don't have time to dig into on my own. So we're getting presentations given to us from these investors that say, hey, here's what we need to know. Here's what we think is happening. Take it, digest it, and then kind of use it and apply it in your own life. And like, I wish we wouldn't have that access and time to this kind of information, which I find super interesting. And there's, there's, there's golf trips, there's sporting events, there's different kind of meetups and hangouts where you're just meeting up and just watching a Raptors game or going to the Leaf game or just hitting the links for, for 18. And I'm not a good golfer, but I can go and talk about money and investing and personal growth all day long with people because I, I enjoy it. And I, I'll just make the putt if I can once around and just try to get that one par or, or one, one bogey is good for me, but it's just, you get to do a lot of cool shit that you wouldn't have access to because you're around people who uh, are doing things differently. They're thinking differently and they're unlocking different paths on your door. It's like a choose your own adventure book. They're, they're turning to page 93 when you're turning to page two. And you're, they're just a little bit further ahead in the journey from you. They've seen more things. And then if you kind of hang around them, you'll be able to see those things too and see that there's actually a secret tunnel under the carpet that takes you to page 93 with them if you just give it time to, to let the relationship build and build out from there. So those are kind of the three things that I kind of take away from building your network out. And to, to be a better kind of networker, here's, here's what's worked for me. Like I'm, I'm no, like by no means am I a good networker. I still get super scared. Like I said, I've met people before and I get scared to go and meet them again. I forget people's names instantly. Uh, everything that like you shouldn't do for networking, I probably do, but here's how I kind of do it. And when I walk into one of these events, uh, I always get nervous before I go, but I just think I just need to find one person in the event and make a relationship with one person. And if I can do that, that's a win for me. Like make a genuine kind of connection. Remember people's names uh, at the end of the night, if you can exchange like social media followings or just, just exchange numbers and just kind of say, Hey, send a text after it's over. Like, this was great. Nice meeting you, all that stuff. That's a win for me. And hopefully you can kind of create a memory at that event. So when I go into an event and I'll, I'll try to just kind of, usually I'll get dropped off. So I don't have to worry about driving. I'll, I'll just take like either a train or a bus or my wife will pick me up afterwards. So I don't have to worry about driving. So I'll grab a drink. Just for me, it helps me kind of loosen up a little bit. And that's not everyone's thing, but that just, it works for me. I'll grab a beer. I'll go into the room. And when I enter the room, what I'm looking for is someone who's by themselves. And it doesn't have to be someone who's like, who looks like me. I'm a pretty odd looking guy at six, 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 two seventy. If I'm a big dude, I usually wear a baseball cap. I'm usually the only person there wearing a baseball cap. Uh, this is just, it's what I like. It's, it's who I am. It's my authenticity. Right. Um, but I go and I look for someone who's there by themselves and I just go up and say, Hey, how's it going? Um, what's your name? Kind of just go back and forth and say, well, what's going on? Where are you from? <clears throat> and then if they kind of go a little bit further in a conversation. I'll just try to see like, Oh, that's interesting. Like, why are you, why are you, why did you choose to live there? And then hopefully they kind of give me something a little bit more like that. And I can flip that and take it and turn it into something else. And we kind of get it, get going that way and just break the ice that way. But I look for someone by themselves. And generally what has happened in my opinion, in my experience is that we'll start talking. Things will be going pretty well because we're just kind of talking one-on-one, -on -one, which is a lot easier to do than breaking into a group of people or sitting on a table with like three people, four people already in conversation. Just go find that one person who's sticking out a little bit, have a conversation with them and generally people will gravitate around you. And then you can introduce kind of a, yourself to other people. The person you're already talking to can introduce you to other people as well. And if you can just find that one person at the beginning, it, it, it in, my, in, in my experience, it's been the easiest way for me to kind of grow and just kind of listen to what they're, listen to what they're saying and ask questions, right? If you, if you're finding yourself, you're kind of a, a little bit of a chatterbox, be 
conscious about listening, listening first and listening to listen and not listening to respond. Like a lot of people just listen, just respond. They hear a couple of words and just think about what they're going to say next. Listen, process it, ask follow-up questions, ask open-ended questions. Don't be like, where are you from? Cool. And then just end it at that. Be like, where are you from? Oh, cool. Well, how come you chose to live there? So they have, an, they have a reason to kind of dig into themselves and their personality. And that helps you kind of build a deeper connection and kind of find things that you have in common with that person, which you can then move to talk about later. Uh, I always send a follow-up text at the end of the night or a message on, on, on Facebook or Messenger. Hey, great to meet you. Great talking about this, kind of reinforcing what we talked about and hoping to see you at future events or down the road, blah, blah, blah. If you ever want to talk more about this, let me know. Always open to chat that kind of text or follow up message at the end of the night or the next day. And then when I see them at the next kind of conference it, it's or event, it's important that I always kind of go back to them and say, hey, how's it going? What's going on with this? Like kind of track back to what we talked about. But I also don't want to kind of just limit myself to talking to the same people all the time. So I try to do that quick one hitter, two hitter. How's it going? Then go find somebody else new to kind of keep increasing the network of influence. So that's how I do it. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm sure there's better ways to go about it. If you have any, let me know. I'm always open to figuring out different ways to do this and become a better communicator. I, I tend to talk a lot about sports and my background and my dogs and Sarah and just kind of where we're at in life and our goals to people, which has done, done pretty good so far, but there's always things to be improved on. So again, if you have any kind of tips or tricks that you want to share with me, send me an email, andrew at tradingoptionsdaily.com. You can also reach out on Facebook, on Instagram, you can hit me up and I will definitely respond Twitter as well, um, all the social media channels. And uh, yeah, so hopefully you guys got some value out of this about empowering yourself and growing your network and the power of your own network. And uh, just that it is it is valuable and it's, it's, it's an important thing to kind of have and understand. And I hope you guys got some value to this, this episode today. So if you did, great. If not, I'm going to keep firing away and trying to get you something. And if uh, this one's not for you. Keep listening. Hopefully we'll find something that relates to you. You can kind of take and take and get some value to, on, on the next one. So other than that, guys, keep working, keep investing, keep buying back your life. And I will see you on the next episode.